We're here starting your day right with Marketing Espresso, your marketing caffeine hit of the day. Hello, hello. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Marketing Espresso. I have got a very exciting guest for you today. I think that it is so important that we don't just look at marketing from a marketing department point of view. And I really want to try and get experts on from all different angles to really enhance your business. Like obviously with the marketing scope, like this is a marketing podcast, but looking at how other parts of your business affect your marketing and and having these broader conversations. Now, Harata is my guest today. She is just sensational. I'm so excited she's joining me. So a little bit about Harata. She is the founder of Third Space People, a leadership mentor and employee experience strategist shaking up the way we think and feel about HR. She is an award-winning HR professional who helps businesses drive commercial success by developing confident leaders and reimagining the employee experience. And I am so grateful to have her on the show today. So without further ado, here she is. Arata, thank you so much for joining me today. Hello, Beck. I am genuinely so happy to be here. Likewise, we have been I, well, I'm going to say stalking. We've been stalking each other on Instagram for a while now. We have. I went down a rabbit hole one day and found you and I was like, ooh, who's this? <laughs> was it a good rabbit hole? It was a good rabbit hole. I found you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and we have been chatting ever since and we've had some very funny conversations. So I love we that. We have. We yeah. have. So I'm excited to get you on today because you bring such a different perspective to the podcast, which I think is so important. So your background is all things HR. Mm. So talk me through that a little bit. Yes. I like to say that I'm HR but better. Ooh, I love that. (laughs) I'm not your typical pantsuit wearing, rule abiding, fun police type of HR. I'm really centered towards. I love that expression. (laughs) (laughs) I really focus on the employee experience and how we can create workplaces that people love working in and don't want to leave. Um, And then also how can we empower and enable our leaders to lead in a way that aligns with them, but also in a way that's going to add to that culture and overall business success. I love that. And the reason why I feel like it's so good that you reached out to me and that we had the chat about you coming on the podcast is because I'm a huge advocate for if we engage everyone in our business on the marketing journey, we get better marketing. Like I truly believe that culture internally drives excellent marketing externally because, you know, if you get everyone on the journey and you get everyone excited, then we get everyone's thoughts and the conversations they have with customers back into marketing. So I'm like, let's chat about that today. Absolutely. When you think about even just what you said there about getting everyone's thoughts, creating a culture where people feel like they can speak up and that what they have to say is important is going to help you actually do that. Whereas you may have a team member on a customer chat on the chat box or on a call or in an email and they come across some golden nuggets of information, but it doesn't even occur to them to tell you that because you haven't developed that type of relationship and they don't know that it's even important. So how you can create that relationship with you and your people is most definitely going to help you drive that creativity and that culture to then do what 
your business is doing really well. Yeah, I love that because I think you're right. And I always say, I have this saying that I love saying, which is every conversation is content, right? And we (laughs) all think like, okay, cool, Beck, great, great, great. But the truth is we all wonder what our customers want to be hearing. Mm. And you just said it there, our customer service team, our sales teams, BDMs, whoever you've got out there that's talking to your customers, they have the gold. Mm. And if we haven't gone to create that culture where they feel like, Oh, I can approach marketing and say a customer said this to me today. Mm. Like we're a te- if you're if you're in a business and this used to this used to be one of the driving forces behind why I tried to really be that person in a business that engaged everyone in the marketing and it's because one of the biggest things I saw was these huge disconnects between departments. And it used to really upset me. (laughs) It it always upset me because I was like, why are we not working as a team? Mm. Like even sales teams wanting to get bonuses, right? Like 100% you engage your marketing team to work for you. Mm. Like like even like, you know, all of us working towards growing a business. Mm. And it's so, this is relevant for anyone at any stage of your business, I think. Absolutely. Whether you have team now or you don't, you may in the future, or you may have a contractor that works with you. It's the same if you have contractors on your team because you need to get them involved and get them excited on the journey too. Absolutely. You don't want to be in an echo chamber where unintentionally you just go with what you know. Being able to remember, and I think that's a key piece as well, is remembering to ask your people these types of questions as well. And one of the biggest blockers I see in finding out these little nuggets of information is not having regular one-to-one conversations, which is like management 101. (laughs) (laughs) don't wait till I remember like now I feel like there's so much conversation happening around like don't wait till staff performance reviews to tell staff how they're going oh it's that's definitely one of the more old school ways to do it but it seems so simple right if you're having weekly even fortnightly conversations with your people a dedicated half an hour one hour 45 minutes it does not matter this type of stuff is going to pop up Mm. but a common occurrence I see is that the manager gets busy and I say that in inverted commas they get busy (laughs) and other priorities pop up which indicate to me that you think your people are not a priority and the work that they do is not a priority and then they don't reschedule those one-to-ones and it goes to the next one so sometimes it can be a whole month without talking one-to-one with your people and that is a huge missed opportunity. God, that is really powerful because you've just made me do some self-reflection in my brain because <laughs> this whole like not them being a priority, like me, I love my VAT pieces. Um, she knows that. And we chat every day via Slack, via email, whatever it means it may be. We always check in with each other. But our weekly Zoom meetings that we're supposed to have every week often get bumped, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's such like, even for me, that's the self-realization because I'm like, oh my God, do I make her feel like she's not a priority to me? Even though the question only you can answer. But it's so unintentional, right? You're not sitting there thinking you're going to hurt her or or Or, do something. Yeah, or make them feel a certain way. No, no. It's just that hashtag life and hashtag business pop up. (laughs) And and I get how it happens. I truly, truly do. But like I said, it's an opportunity to glean so much more and build such a sticky relationship. It's like when you think about your private life, if your partner or your friend is only ever messaging you and not showing up to those one-to-one times, yes, of course, you're still going to remain friends, but you're just not going to be as close and not going to get as 
much value out of that relationship. Yeah, that is such a really powerful way to look at it. Wow, mm. you've made me do some self-reflection today. <laughs> now I'm like, because I was literally going to message Ash after this and be like, oh, tomorrow I've got this meeting that's popped up. But it's like, no, I've got a meeting that's popped up, but we're definitely still meeting. Yeah, I love that. See, yeah. that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Okay, so if you're building a culture around inclusive, like I think it's inclusivity, right? Like it's mm. it's making sure that everyone feels like they have a, a way to have a voice. Mm. What are your tips on that? Like, how would you get people engaged in these conversations? Mm. There are so many tips and how-tos and a lot of it will depend on the business that you're in. But I think a few things that come to mind is really bringing it back to how do I want to treat the people that I work with and how do I want them to walk away feeling? Mm. And it's really that simple. Like we complicate it with all of these processes and frameworks and five how-tos and whatnot, but it really comes down to how do you want to make that person feel when they hang Mm. up the phone or click end on the Zoom. And that'll be different for everybody, I'm sure. So really anchoring into that human experience element. Yeah. Um, And then the second thing would be to build some intentionality around what you're doing. A common situation I see is when we talk about workplace culture and we talk about employee experience, it's a little haphazard. And that's partly because it's a vague concept, right? We talk about culture and it comes across a bit fluffy and a bit airy-fairy and it's perhaps not well-defined. And so that's where that intentionality comes in, defining what it is for you, who's responsible for it, and then looking at the points along the employee journey that you want to celebrate and highlight because we can't be all and do all for everyone all the time. So you may as well pick the moments that matter for you and your business and concentrate your efforts around those. Yeah, I love that. And I think you're right. Culture is such a fluffy word. And it's such a, like, it's not in, it's not, you can be as intentional as you want and throw the word culture around. But if you don't have that action, it's like, it's like a marketing plan. You can come up with the world's best marketing plan. If you're not executing that, it means nothing. And it also comes back to know-how and actual capability. Like when we talk about marketing plans, even three months ago, I didn't really know what one of those was. (laughs) (laughs) And then you started listening to the podcast. (laughs) I did. And, you know, I built my capability. I learned. And so now I'm like, oh, okay. And I know what to put in it and how to deliver that. It's the same thing with a people and culture plan. It doesn't have to be over-engineered and huge Mm. and you don't have to put a whole bunch of time into it. It can be really quite high level and simple, but like anything, if you have a rough map guideline plan it's going to be easier for you and way less stressful yeah I love that well that's been so helpful thank you I'm glad (laughs) it's really made me like rethink about even just like how I work with my VA Mm. so I think you know and the other thing is when you get this stuff right I know like a lot of companies grow and they don't get this foundation stuff right, whether it be with their HR, marketing, whatever it is. Internal comms, like I think internal comms is just the most important thing to get right. You're telling me. (laughs) I know. I'm not even in HR, right? (laughs) A hundred percent. In my career, we have worked closely with our marketing teams and I've had other jobs where we didn't do that. And the difference Mm. in turnover and engagement in just culture is phenomenal. Yeah, love that. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been so, so helpful, I feel. (laughs) Well, I'm sure we'll get you back again soon. Yes, I would love to come back. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you.